Thanks for downloading this episode of On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. Our guest today is Jeff Cohen. He uh, is part of the content team. He leads the content team at uh, Salesforce Marketing Cloud. Uh, we met uh, many years ago at South by Southwest. Um, at the time, he was in charge, well, he still runs uh, B2B Social Media, which is a portal uh, with news and a blog and all sorts of uh, great information on the use of social media exclusively for B2B uh, organizations. And uh, he joins us today for a discussion about Salesforce Marketing Cloud. Uh, Jeff, thanks for doing this. And no problem, Eric. And let me actually just start by a couple corrections. Uh, the name of the site is socialmediab2b.com, and it gets a little confusing because I'm the co-author of a book called B2B Social Media, the B2B Social Media book. So, Excellent. It, it, and we'll have a link in the show notes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. But yeah, great to be here. So um, tell us now, you, you were mentioning, I know that you, you shifted your role at, um, at Salesforce. Tell us about that and what, what sort of what led to that. Sure. So I was part of the, part of the content team at the, the marketing cloud, which was originally uh, grew out of Radian 6 and Buddy Media, two acquisitions that Salesforce made. And our content and community team at the marketing cloud was really doing a, a great job at creating top of the funnel content, creating eBooks, driving, driving organic leads for the business. And so our team has actually picked up and moved to join with the content and engagement team at Salesforce corporate. So our team is actually working with the team that was in place to basically bring the level of Salesforce content uh, up up to a higher level and really create some great uh, great blog posts, great ebooks, things that things that will drive a lot more top of the funnel conversations, a lot more a lot more thought leadership. Really, just bringing bringing the content model of driving leads to a to a new level at Salesforce, and it's pretty exciting. Sure. Now, in terms of top of the sales funnel, so sort of walk us through where it goes from there. So, so I guess, you, you know, you're the sort of the, um, you cast the net that um, would hopefully, you know, go over prospects for the products and services that you guys sell. But then how do you convert from, you know, attention to a transaction? So the, so the way this works from a, a content and funnel perspective is we are creating content that, solves customers' problems, whether we're talking about sales, service, marketing, or uh, developing applications on a platform. And so that, those, types of, those types of content actually bring people in. And what we do through a variety of whether having additional calls to action for a product demo or a free trial, those are things that might be in within those eBooks uh, we've also captured an email address so we can do some nurturing, send, send these prospects more content, 
moving them down the funnel. We like to think of it as content that's specific for a buyer's journey of how they're evaluating things like uh, the various products offered from salesforce.com. In terms of hot topics and what people are responding to today, any insight there? Uh, we're, we're just getting started in, in evaluating some of our, some of our new content ideas, but, but it really is about if you're in, if you're in the sales business, how can, how can you make your sales reps more productive? What are, you know, for instance, what are some good closing techniques? If you're talking about service, you know, there certainly are things like how to keep your, your service agents motivated. And then from a marketing perspective, well, Social media is is now and always will be a, a hot topic. People are are always looking to learn more about social media, how they can use it to leverage their marketing and improve their own top of the sales funnel. I mean, the challenge is right. I download a white paper. You know, I I don't really read it. I just think it's interesting. I put it in my in my downloads folder. I don't really have a chance to get to it. I intend to when I get on the plane or something. And, uh, and before I've had a chance to look at it, I get a call from a salesperson, you know. So how do you make sure that, you know, you don't hand the lead over to the salesperson for the call and so, you know, before the person's ready? Any tips on that? When, when you're using content to drive marketing leads, you actually have to put in, a, put in some sort of processes so that those things don't happen, whether, whether it's, it's a formal lead scoring process or an informal type process where basically where the, the people making that phone call don't necessarily assume that this is a, that this is a sales prospect. It could be, it could be part of a consultative, consultative process where they're just starting to get to know the prospect and it, and it, they're trying to help be part of that journey. Maybe there's some additional content pieces that follow up as, uh, as something to continue that conversation. Now, we're going to talk primarily about social media monitoring and, you know, some of the um, – we'll talk a little bit about the integration of Buddy Media and what that means for uh, Salesforce Marketing Cloud looking, moving forward. But, you know, I just want to follow up on one more thing that you said – um, you know, I'm thinking about a conversation I had with Brian Solis in an episode a couple weeks ago. I'll have a link in the show notes. Having uh, finished his book, What's the Future of Business? And he talks about, you know, the funnel and the funnel as an analogy to converting attention to transactions. And then he brings in some research about the number of um, information sources that we generally consult before we make a purchasing decision. And, you know, it's, it's you know, you know, dozens of, I don't remember the exact number, but, you know, we consult multiple sources. And as we're going through that funnel, you know, each source of information that we touch represents a possible detour from the intended transaction that the person who, uh, you know, initially got us at the top of the fun- sales funnel intended for us to make. So uh, any thoughts about that? How, how, how might that change how you go about using content to, to bring someone down the point to, you know, a conversion because it's entirely possible in a bleeding edge market where you're educating a consumer to make a sale, you educate the consumer and then your competitor wants to make it in sale. Right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to share another stat with you, which is that 60% of 
the buying cycle is pretty much over by the time a prospect actually reaches out to a company for to talk to a salesperson. So essentially what you have to do with content that you're creating at the top of the funnel is in fact start building that relationship and become become a go-to source for for topics that are related to your products and services so that as that prospect is moving through the journey as they're as they're looking for other sources the best educational material that they've found came from you so right. you are top of mind and you become part of that consideration phase as they move yeah, through yeah good answer you know there's a Forrester quote that says you know those people who you know educate the marketplace I think they, they, they're the ones most likely to convert. So well mm-hmm. said. Um, enough time on, on content marketing. I just wanted to you know, cover it a little bit because that's your new role. But what I really want to talk about is social media monitoring. Um, on July 1st, 2013, Google Reader goes away. And when they do, they leave a hole in the marketplace for free solutions. Now, we've looked at some other free solutions on the program already. We looked at Feedly. We looked at NetVibes, both of which have a free social media monitoring service. And I'll have links to those programs in the show notes. But, you know, it just I, – I, I can't have um, a thorough discussion of social media monitoring on this program without also talking to you guys at Radium 6. So understanding that, you know, you guys don't have a free solution. You're not apples to apples with Google Reader. You're not really a Google Reader alternative. I still wanted to take the time to talk to you guys about, you know, what's going on at Radium 6 what's going on with the integration of Buddy Media, and, uh, and, and do a little comparison, even if it's not a free to a free solution, it's a free to a paid solution. Okay? Sure. So, so let's, let's start with, the, let's start with the, the reader question. How can you use a social media monitoring tool as a reader substitute? So the, the first thing I would say is you probably are not going to go out and purchase a social media monitoring tool to replace Google Reader. That, that's probably not going to be one of your drivers to make this purchase decision. But if Radian 6 or another social media monitoring tool is already in place, there are lots of ways that you can think about how you can use it uh, to serve the way Google Reader did for you. One of the big differences in how Google Reader works and how a monitoring solution works is that in Google Reader, you subscribe to particular feeds and you're looking at all the individual blogs or sites that you're seeing content from on a regular basis, all in, in one place. And so one of the, one of the differences in, one of the differences in using a monitoring solution is that in fact, you can be you can be focused on keywords. So rather than just saying, I want to see all the information about social media marketing that I've identified, you can in fact set up your monitoring tool that you can see essentially all blogs talking about social media monitoring. And you can see them in a, in a real-time nature, in a chronological nature. You can you can certainly sort things a lot of different ways, maybe by, by influence, by number of comments that things get. So from a, from a basic high-level discovery 
point of view, there's, there's a lot more power in pulling in things that you may not even know about when you're using a monitoring tool as your Google Reader substitute. Well, I mean, in all fairness, you know, you can in both NetVibes and Feedly do a keyword search and it can be a, a Boolean query and you can pull in news and blogs and photos and videos and all those things against the keyword. What you can't do is sort it by number of followers or by comment thread or all those other nifty features which you have built into Radiant 6 that can really save you a lot of time if what you're looking to do is really analyze conversations in a given market. Right, right. And, and the, other, the other thing is when you're, when you're looking at these things uh, in, in a platform like Radiant 6, or as we call it now, the Salesforce Marketing Cloud, um, you, you have the ability to not just report on it from an analytics perspective. In other words, you can, you can look at how these, how these topics are trending. For instance, are, is the volume growing? Are there, certain, are there certain events that are driving particular spikes? And, and you can also use, we have, a, we have a number of insight partners where we can apply different levels of, of uh, analysis, for instance, natural language processing, things like intent, all those sorts of things that allow you to dig in a little deeper and a little, a little smarter than just looking at a list of uh, keyword-based results. Yeah, that's a really cool differentiator. Um, you know, just to sort of explain it for people who may not be Radiant 6 users, um, Radiant 6 has actually done deals with uh, other companies like uh, Clara Bridge and uh, uh, Self-Service Company and Trendspotter to allow them to build algorithms that let you process and segment information that you monitor. Is that, is that an accurate description? Yeah. Yes, that's a, that sounds like a better description than the one I gave, but so thank you. <laughs> and, and that's pretty cool. And can you tell us sort of, can you give us uh, any sort of um, overview insight into how those products are doing, how many people are using them, whether or not, you know, they're catching on? Because some of them are paid and some are free. Um, with, right. Within, within the Radian 6, within the Radian 6 model, there, there's a way to get access to there's a, a pricing plan where you can get access to the ones you need in the in the volumes that you need them. Uh, there are there are also some free ones. Um, Which as far one's as most popular, that's actually information that I don't I don't have. Okay. I don't yeah I don't know enough about the detail on that that whole ecosystem. Yeah, because I could but, to purchase um, the Clout filter, Limbix. OpenCalay, uh, all sorts of cool, you know, uh, third-party algorithms to allow you to try to get some insight from all this data. Because at right. the end of the day, exactly. I mean, we can't read everything, right? doesn't matter how many right. people you have working for you. Right, exactly. It, it, it's really a great way to, to segment things based on some, some much finer detail and analysis. And the, the thinking behind it really was that Rather than try to develop all this additional technology ourselves, we partnered with the leaders in these spaces who were who were already doing it and incorporate basically incorporated their technology into our system. Yeah, and I remember I don't know if I'll be able to say it as as aptly as um, 
uh, Robbie Van Atabay uh, did, but uh, he, he was one of the founders of Viant. He's sort of an all-star Silicon Valley investor. And I think his line was, you know, a real market is indicated by an ecosystem of other companies that participate in it. Um, you know, to the extent that you're all things to all people and be all end all, you know, you're obviously more vulnerable than if there are a number of different companies participating and adding value. Um, right. Uh, absolutely. And and part of it is what what I tell people about Radian Six specifically, uh, but any monitoring solution, you're going to be much more successful if you come to it trying to solve a business problem or or answer a business question. And by having these insight partners, it it actually lets you get closer to solving some of those problems and answering the answering those questions. It, it's not just a it's not just a feed of raw data that somebody has to sit there and analyze. We actually have given you the tools to start that start that first stage of analysis by segmenting out some of the data. And enough of the love fest. Let's roll up our sleeves and, and let's have some. Let's, let me ask some tough questions here. Okay. So the, the first one is, uh, how many people use Radiant Six? Uh, we have we have about three thousand customers of the Salesforce Marketing Cloud. An average number of users per customer. Uh, I don't know the answer to that one. Right. Well, could you give me a range? Um, I can't. That's that's a that's a hard question. We have we have all sorts of customers from uh, small businesses all the way up to to enterprises, and it it depends on it depends on what they're doing with the platform, whether they have a handful of people on a social team, or some of our larger customers where they may have they may have Radiant Six on. A significant number of desktops in the in the company. So one of the issues in social media monitoring that you know folks that have been in this for a while are concerned about is latency, the length of time it takes for you to actually receive a notification about information online about your whatever it is you're monitoring. Now, with Google Reader, that was never a problem because you know Google is your directory to the web, so they could just put it up on Google Reader at the point when they spider the page and make it available through search. But, you know, with smaller companies, and, you know, not that Salesforce is small, but certainly compared to Google it is, um, you know, there's a lot of concern about whether or not anybody's ever going to be able to deliver information as quickly as Google could. So any thoughts about that or what, if anything, um, Salesforce is doing to eliminate latency? Well, when we're – the way our technology works is – we are pulling back information as as quickly as we can get it. We know that latency is an issue. Um, you know, pe- people are concerned that they get the information as quickly as possible, and we're continuing to optimize our systems to make sure we minimize that as best we can. Now, you've got tagging, and I can either tag. There's like two ways to tag, right? There's like a source tag and then a... What what are the tagging options oh, available? Sure. So there's a, a source tag and a post tag. And a source tag is something where you would apply that to a particular source one time. So for instance, 
my Twitter account has a source tag on it that says that I'm a, a Radian 6 or Salesforce Marketing Cloud employee. So every time a post of me comes through within the Radian 6 environment, it's already tagged that I'm an employee, which makes it much easier for our engagement team to deal with it and essentially close it off and make it go away. Or there's actually an automated process that can do that. Whereas a post tag, a, a good example is if there's an event happening and you can post tag things around that event, it actually has to be applied to, has to be applied to each individual post. But essentially with both of those, either the, the source tag, meaning everything from this source gets this tag, or a post tag that someone puts onto a, puts onto a post, it allows you to do analytics on those, basically those posts as a group. And, and in fact, we do have technology that can do a lot of this, applying both of those automatically as well. Now, um, one of the things I heard uh, uh, Richard Binhammer say once at a keynote was, you know, people say social media is like a, a fire hose information, but it's really more like an avalanche. You know, you've got multiple points of information being delivered across multiple platforms. If I was experiencing some, some sort of a crisis and I was a customer and, and I'm using Salesforce Marketing Cloud, in this case, Radiant 6, to try to sort of get a handle on what's being said, and I cannot manually tag the information quick enough, even with an army, is there any sort of automated semantic analysis I could use to try to make sense of it? Uh, yeah, we, we actually have, we have, an automated, we have an automated piece of technology that can source tag those or post tag them uh, basically as they, as they come in, provided you can, it's essentially built on a rules engine. If you can, if you can set up a series of rules, then you can get those things tagged and segmented out pretty quickly and automatically. Now, is that a, an insights manager product, or is that just part of the platform? Uh, it, it's in fact an add-on piece to the platform. It's not a, it's not an insights partner. It's a, a piece of technology that is that we built. So, if if a customer wants it, they contact you to get it going. Yes. Okay, one of the things you could get in Google Reader and that most of the other RSS readers are trying to do, albeit with limited degrees of success, is to recognize an RSS feed with enclosures and give you a little player app so you can listen to a podcast. Mm -hmm. um, would, would, would Rating 6 allow us to do that as well? Um, at, at this point, there's not, there's not a way to basically to to watch or play media within the platform. You would need to click on it and and view it outside of it. And in terms of integrated sharing, what are the options? If I want to use it to curate content, I can mm -hmm. publish to which social networks from Radiant 6? Uh, you can publish to primarily Twitter and Facebook. Uh, secondarily? Um, Are there secondary can, options? Um, well, and yeah, let let me actually 
let me back up for a second and say uh-huh. uh, the Salesforce Marketing Cloud, the Radiant 6 piece is, in fact, monitoring and engaging, and it's the Buddy Media piece that is that, in fact, is the the publishing platform. I see. Which, yeah, which publishes to to many more platforms. You can publish what, to Google happens? Plus. I mean, Sorry. Does actually integrate the two, or is it t- still two logins? I mean, how does the integration between Radiant Six and Buddy Media take place? Um, the way it exists right now is they are they are still two platforms that are being integrated. I see. But the, the goal is one login and one yes. platform. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I don't have that information. <laughs> but already it's being marketed as this you know, Salesforce marketing cloud sort of to, to promote the identity of one solution. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And including the integration into Salesforce CRM as well. Now, another nifty feature, uh, which was quite handy in Google Reader, was the ability to search either a feed or a directory of feeds. Mm-hmm. And um, nobody's got that. Feedly will let you search all your feeds. Um, NetVibes does not have in-feed search in the freemium version. They do in the paid. Um, do you allow searches to be execu- segmented in Radiant 6? I, I would say that if if you have a series of feeds coming in that you're monitoring, you would be able to you would be able to drill down on them as you would any other any other Radiant Six Radiant Six type feed. So, for instance, if you had a, a series of feeds coming in, you could look at, for instance, you could look at a word cloud or a conversation cloud, and see the common terms and you could click into those as one way to search in to get more detail. Got it. Got Find it. things on that topic. Okay. Let's talk about analytics because that's a place you guys perform pretty well. Um, Feedly does not have any analytics. Um, NetVibes on the free version, no analytics, albeit with the VIP version, they have some pretty impressive analytics in the back end. And that's kind of where you guys shine too in the analytics area. Um, so, you know, talk to us a little bit about what's possible and sort of where you guys are headed with respect to providing some sort of insights into patterns and shapes of data. Well, I, I think it, it really depends on what, what questions you're trying to answer. Um, when, you, when you start digging into Radian 6 data, some of the common ways to view it are looking at looking at trends, certainly by volume, certainly by keyword. Uh, you can, as we talked about the Insight Partners, we can get more analytics on the kinds of conversations that are happening, that whether it's looking at some natural language processing type things or looking at intent. But it, but it's really about. As I said before, it's really about what are those questions you're trying to answer and what what kinds of things are you trying to get out of the data so that you can dig in and and discover them. I mean, at the end of the day, it's always, you know, not necessarily, you know, the outputs, but the outcomes. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, ideally, wouldn't you want to see, like, the relationship of conversation to sales or to some sort of, you know, non-online, some sort of offline member? Uh, absolutely. And, and some of that you can start getting when you look at integrating into, when you start integrating Salesforce, our, our CRM platform, where you, you start connecting, you start connecting these conversations and these volumes of conversations to customers, to sales, to offline activities and seeing how things, how things start to look and how, and patterns that start to emerge. Well, that's really interesting. But as I understand it, right, Salesforce is a sales, it's a CR, it's, a, it's an online SaaS CRM tool. I know there's mm-hmm. more than that, but that's what it, that was what it was when it first came to be. Right. And so in terms of having, you know, any sort of point of sale information or, you know, handling the financial revenue part of a company, wouldn't you need those, that data to really get the comparison? Some of it, and and a lot of that, a lot of that information does live. It does live in within the Salesforce CRM. For instance, it's not just customer contact information. It's it's where the opportunities live, where the sales live. Um, so a lot of that is already there. Have you guys acquired any accounting software companies? Um, not that I'm not that I'm aware of. That that would be the ultimate end game, wouldn't it? Yeah, and the other thing, when you start thinking about some of these larger pictures, one of the big challenges for consumer companies has certainly been trying to get all these pieces together. For instance, point of sale data, your email database, Facebook fans, or or social graphs of your customers, and because because consumer, consumer companies have always been challenged of how to put these pieces together. When you, when you start looking at solutions that include Radian 6 and the Salesforce Marketing Cloud and Salesforce, and then you, you think about ways that you can add some other systems, other point-of-sale systems, try, tying all that data together, it it really it really starts to paint that big data picture of where companies are going how they're how they're starting to think of their customers much more holistically and it's pretty exciting pretty exciting to be you know at a at a place that's thinking about these kinds of things you know what's impressive is about radiant 6 is the fact that they got this thing off the ground without a freemium model i mean they just went direct sales it's always paid you know, they grew the business. You know, they sold it to Salesforce. Was the was the purchase price ever disclosed? Uh, it was. Well, well how much? Uh, it was three hundred and twenty-six million. So, you know, and, and how did they do it? I mean, because I, I know you came to the company after the acquisition, right? Right. I yes, I, I joined Radian Six right after the Salesforce acquisition. But in terms of like. I don't know if you have any insight into how they actually were able to grow a premium only online solution as seemingly effortlessly as they did. I know they took a lot of outside funding, but any, any insights there, any tips 
from a B2B marketing or sales standpoint on how to build a premium solution? Well, one of the ways that they did it was all through social. So they were a, Radiant 6 was a, obviously a social media monitoring company, lived in the space, and from a marketing perspective, actually pursued the idea of, of influencers, went to conferences, followed people who were speaking, started up conversations, and then early on got some customers that helped them build some momentum and really just kind of grew from there. Basically had people talking about Radiant 6, built a lot of, built a lot of advocacy, built a lot of goodwill, created a lot of, a lot of good content, built a great community, um, and, and all that grew out of that. So it, so it yeah. really is a, it really is a good, uh, social, social media marketing success story. Yeah. I remember going to a party that they had in Boston. Um, it was called social media rock stars hosted by Chris Brogan and Chris uh-huh. Brogan was up there like in sunglasses and there was a rock band and it was just a, a raging party. I was actually there with Dan York, who's a correspondent on four media release. And, um, and, uh, you know, I also, full disclosure, I have an influencer account. Uh, they gave out a lot of influencer accounts to, you know, people like Charlene Lee, Chris Brogan, early on. And, yeah, well said. I mean, it worked out real well for them. Um, let's talk for a minute about infrastructure. What's going on on the back end to power rating sex? What does it take? Spe- specifically, I don't know, but... Uh a big data center. <laughs> Just one or multiple? Uh, yeah, I not sure I don't that. actually yeah, I don't actually know the answer to that question. Okay. So, let's um sort of wrap it up with the discussion about the integration of uh, the Buddy Media platform as I guess the engagement tool. It's interesting because you know, the uh, there's a pretty good engagement tool on Radiant 6 already. Mhm. Um in the Radiant 6 side which allows you to conduct uh, social customer service, route issues, um, have a team collaborate through a branded Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, will that go away and be replaced by Buddy Media? Um, as, as we look at and develop the new integrated platform, we're actually taking the the best pieces of both platforms, certainly in, in that instance where there's some overlap in the engagement piece, and building building something that uses the, the best of the technologies of both. Right. Now, you know, on May 7th, um, next week, Twitter is going to kick off uh, their new API 1.1, and it's going to narrow the number, uh, even the paid API will narrow the number of uh, calls you can make to um, to Twitter. I, I think to seven days. So, have you anything you can say about you know whether or not you're going to be storing a, a, a larger backlog? Right now, I know you guys do 30, 60, and 90 day views. Will that change? With respect to Twitter, after the new API is deployed, uh, that's actually not something I know about. Okay, all right. 
Well, um, anything else you can tell us about uh, what's going on with uh, Buddy Media? Any interesting tidbits or news? Anything we could talk about that we haven't? Um, well, actually, the one thing that we have not talked about is another component of the Salesforce Marketing Cloud is our social ad platform. It's called Social.com, and it it actually allows you to allows you to place ads on social ads on Facebook and Twitter rather than doing it natively within those platforms where you basically have to do individual individual campaigns. This, in fact, allows you to uh, place those social ads at scale and run multiple campaigns kind of concurrently and and in a in a manner that is that actually allows agencies and and big brands to manage their social ads at a way they were not able to do before. Talk to us a little bit about about the analytics that are available in social.com. Um, it it's not only the kinds of things that you can get within within the Twitter and Facebook platforms, for instance, basic basic reach numbers, clicks, things like that, but it allows you to look at it at a much more aggregated level. So you're again, you're not just having to you're not just having to look at each individual campaign or each individual ad. It will let you actually roll up to have a, a better global picture of what you're doing. Now when you're putting marketing content together or when you're strategizing about, you know, going out, you know, some initiative, are you thinking about the size of the company? Are you pretty much thinking, hey, you know, we're just as interested in small companies as enterprise, or are you sort of tailoring your content marketing approach to each given market? I I think it's somewhere in the middle because you certainly can't talk to an enterprise company the same way you would talk to a small business because they they certainly do have different challenges so if it if it's the kind of it's the if it's the kind of story that would only relate to an enterprise business or only replace relate to a small business you would focus it pretty cleanly on that but if you were talking about something that more broadly applies you would just you would just pay attention to the language and make sure you're not saying something that that alienates somebody. For instance, a, a good example is if you know you're talking to both audiences or even the, you know, the mid-market in the middle, you might not say, go to your marketing department or go to your IT department. You would actually, you might do something like, say, talk to marketing or talk to IT because then that way, whether it's a single person or it's a department of 30 to 50 people, it still actually resonates with them and they still understand the message you're trying to create. Jeff Cohen, Content Marketing at Salesforce Marketing Cloud. Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much, Eric. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com. 
on Twitter at OnTheRecord, or send email to OnTheRecordPodcast at gmail.com. On the Record Online is hosted by Eric Schwartzman, an independent online communications consultant whose clients include the U.S. Department of State, the United States Marine Corps, the U.S. Embassy of Greece, the Government of Singapore, Johnson & Johnson, Toyota, Southern California Edison, the Environmental Defense Fund, and dozens of small to medium-sized organizations. For information about engaging Eric Schwartzman as a speaker, social media trainer, or digital strategist, visit www.ericschwartzman.com or send email to eric at ericschwartzman.com.